Thank you for joining Inside the Pages, presented by the Cornerstone of Grace. We're located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. Sunday Praise and Worship begins at 9 a.m. Wednesday Bible Study, 7 p.m. And on Saturdays, this Saturday, we'll be talking about the fact God wants you to succeed. That will be at 8 a.m. on Saturday morning. God wants you to succeed. Now, that this particular segment on Saturday will focus on our finances, about saving money and, and just being a good steward. You know, we need to know how to be a good steward with our finances and maybe you might have have had some challenges and so want to show you how to straighten up some of those challenges that you've had uh, before and so that's this saturday at 8 a.m and we'll be talking about god wants you to succeed you know there are things that i've done and have worked through and and using the scripture as a reference uh, to help me succeed and to uh, reach certain goals of where I am today. And so I want to start sharing some of that with you. Uh, matter of fact, um, it's already been written in a book format that will be published on Amazon as well. So with that being said, uh, we believe the Bible is the word of God. Certainly I do. I am fully persuaded that the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we are faithful. We're bold and believe the best way, the best way, the very best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. It's not based upon how you feel, not based upon what you would have done if you were this person or if you were that old person or anything. Nope. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. There's no plan B. There's only God's plan. That's what matters. At the end of the day, the Bible says that heaven and earth will pass away, but his word is going to stand. And so it's all about his word. If we get that, if we just come to that, to face that realization and sooner than later, if we, if we get that really into the lives of our children, and, you know, and, and keep that as the formula in our home, uh, the success would be much different. You know, the peace would be much different. And when there is opposition, we all would obey the word of God. And can't you just imagine that if we're all obeying the word of God and we have a disagreement because because we're different people, but we think differently we have different uh, imaginations. We have different dreams, and we, uh, we, we. I may see it as the color blue, and you may see it as the color purple. You know that sort of. Thing. And so, but then when we stop and we, even though there is a difference, when we apply God's word to the difference, it all works out fine, yeah, because we we we're both going to be looking to keep things peaceful, follow peace. You know, blessed are the peacemakers. We're both going to laugh at things that we know is is 
don't make sense for us to be arguing about. You know, it, it just makes a difference when we apply the word of God. We're in the book of Genesis. And so it won't be long this evening. At least, you know, I know that we ministers, we say that sometime. And, you know, next thing we know, we've eaten up more time than than what we probably would have or could have or should have. But we won't be long this evening. But we're certainly going to be uh, climb into the word of God. We're certainly going to climb into his word. I've been in the word, this, meditating on the word throughout the day. At the same time, I'm studying technology. I'm doing my job. I'm studying what I need to do in the database. I'm studying Azure. I'm studying uh, different services and technologies and different things to, that uh, that is what I use for the productivity of my day and the company. However, it doesn't stop me from keeping the essence. It doesn't stop us from keeping God at the focus. So uh, let's direct our attention to the book of Genesis, the 15th chapter. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your goodness and grace. Thank you, Lord God, for your love and your mercy, your kindness, how you watched over and kept us, Lord God. How you have brought us back to this appointed time. You've given an opportunity to hear your word again. And not just to hear it, but to apply it in our lives, Lord God. And that is so awesome. You, you help us to live saved, sanctified. You help us to be holy as you are holy. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, thank you, Lord. I pray and ask that you would feel those that are tearing for the Holy Ghost, that you would feel them, Lord God. Lord Jesus, let your presence be known in the services. Lord God, we'll be careful to give you praise and to give you glory. We know your anointing it destroys the yoke. Lord Jesus, so where your anointing is, their sickness can be healed. Where your anointing is, Lord, hearts, wounds, and it can be mended. Lord Jesus, thank you. You know all things. You're a discerner of the heart. You know everyone's intentions. Lord God, so we thank you. And I ask these blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. Genesis, the 15th chapter, beginning at first, at that very first verse, I love this. I love reading this particular verse because it reminds all of us of something that is very important. And so we're going to start there. You know, in the book of Genesis, we're touching uh, what is referred to as the law of particularization, moving from the general to the particular, the universe, earth, man, and spirit. We're touching the creation and a principal person who is the cosmological, the cause of all things, and the teleological, which is the designing mind behind everything. Yes, our Lord and Savior, the designing mind behind everything. Genesis 15, that first verse says, and after these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abram in a vision, saying, fear not. Abram, don't, don't be afraid. I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. I, I'm your shield and I am your exceeding great reward. You know, we can, we can rest assured with that 
just on that statement by itself, I mean, that's as soft as a pillow and it's as hard as steel, you know. Um, it, it's something that can comfort you. you, you know very well, and it can protect you and can't nobody do nothing about it. I'm not shield and exceeding great reward. And Abram said, Lord, wilt thou give me seeing I go childless and the steward of my house is Elijah, the, uh, the Damascus <clears throat> of Damascus. And Abram said, behold, to me, thou hast not has given no seed. And lo, one born in my house is my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Thou shalt not, this shall not be thine heir, but he shall come forth from out of thy own bowels shall he enter, or shall thine heir be. So, so you're going to have a child out of your own bowels shall be thine heir. And he brought forth abroad and said, look now toward heaven. I want you to look toward the heavens and tell the stars if thou be able to number them. And he said unto him, surely shall thy seed be. And he believed the Lord. He believed what God was saying. Maybe you've had a dream. Maybe you've had a vision. It doesn't have to be ministry. It could be something entrepreneur. It could be relationship. It could just be something that is a desire in your heart. And God has affirmed. God has sent his approval. And it has not manifested yet. Been there. It has not manifested yet. Looking for it, uh, but it hadn't manifested yet. I've dreamed about it, but it hasn't manifested yet. Just thought about it, rejoiced over it, testified about it to myself, to yourself, and, you know, because you know what you saw and what you heard was of God. And he brought him forth abroad and said, look, look now toward heaven and tell the stars, if thou be able to number them. And he said unto him, so shall thy seed be. And he believed in the Lord. And he counted it to him for righteousness. But some of our, our righteousness as Abram it is applied because we believe God. We believe his word. Even though we may not see or it may not have manifested yet, we moved because we believed his word or we stood still in the midst of what was going on because we believe the word. Sometimes you, you have to stand still. The, the Lord says, stand still and know that I'm God. And so sometimes you, you find yourself standing still. But there are other times where God say move 
and you move. It, he show you something and you start building upon that thing, that vision and what you saw and what you heard. He believed in the Lord and he counted it to him for righteousness. And he said unto him, I am the Lord that brought thee out of the out of, of Ur of the Chaldeans to give thee this land to inherit it. So I brought you forth with purpose. You this evening, me and everyone that is listening, everyone that will be listening later, are here with purpose. Therefore, we should lift up our heads. We should lift up our heads. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors. And the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. The same Lord that is our shield and our great reward. Abraham has learned a few things as we have, if you've been following along and you know, Abraham like us have learned a few things. He learned that God will bless those that bless him. God will bless those that bless you. And Abraham, Abram learned that God will curse those that curse him. Now, remember the Egyptians, he went down as they was traveling and they made their way toward Egypt. Um, he became concerned and he told Sarah, said, look, tell, we're going to tell Pharaoh and, and this, that you're my sister so that he don't, he don't take me out, you know, because you're fine. You look good. I still think you look good. And so I know that that at age 65, girl, you you got it going on and he going to see that. So we're going to tell him that you're my sister. And the Lord visited Pharaoh and visited not just Pharaoh, but everybody that was present, you know, in uh, under the roof of Pharaoh. And let him know that that was Abram's wife because God had a plan. He had purpose. And. Pharaoh went out, told Abram, said, man, why didn't you tell me? You know, had some words for him. And the Bible said that he blessed him and sent him on his way and get out of here. And so, and I believe that because he blessed Abram, God blessed Egypt as well. Now, when we read in the scripture, Egypt was blessed. Egypt was not just some little place. Egypt took care of, and I'm, I'm kind of I'm going ahead of myself, but he took care of a lot of people. Abram learned a few things. He learned God uh, gave him more than his eyes could see. Yes. The Lord told him, says, stand, when it came down to, to Lot and him, moving because of the, the dispute of the watering and the grazing and the grass for the cattle and stuff. He told him, look out, you know, and you go in this direction and I'll go in that direction. If you go right, I'll go left. If you go left, I'll go right. And when Lot had departed, the Lord told him, said, look out and, and look at all the, the land and wherever your feet land, you know, as you're walking around, I'm going to give that to you. I'm going to give it to you. And so he received more than his eyes could really see, more than what he could really comprehend. 
and so and also honoring God honored him when he went out to fight. Lot was taken captive and all of his and everything that that there was all of his possessions. And Abram took the the men that had grown up in his house. Now he took the men, uh, which was not as many, because he joined forces and had some allies to go with him. But he had enough of men that had learned to fight in his house that he could go to battle. And when he came back from fighting, he was honored. Uh, he fought with integrity. He fought for a reason, a good purpose. And, and so the Lord honored him. That's when he met um, and came back and his integrity said, I'm not going to take anything from this battle because uh, God gave this battle to me. He recognized the power of the Lord and he refused to take anything, told the king to his allies, look, you can take it. You can have it. I'm not taking anything that way. You're not going to say that um, that you blessed me and, and, and I came up because of you. No, I, I'm I'm coming up because of God. He learned that someone is watching. No matter where you go, what you do, there there is a witness. And you're not going to see your witness all the time. And so someone is watching. Uh, your victories matter. You need to understand about your victories. Your victories matter. Every last one of them. Maybe it might seem like a small victory. Uh, maybe it don't seem like it's as great as what someone else is saying, but the Bible said, despise not the day of small things. Your, your small victories are, mean just as much as a big victory. We need to give God the glory for those victories. And, and so Abram gave tithes unto, unto King, unto Melchizedek, King of, of Salem, Prince of Peace. And he gave tithes unto him. And so we honor God with, uh, with uh, our substance. We honor him, uh, not just verbally. We honor him with our life. We present our bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable unto him. We bless him because he has blessed us. And, and, and offerings are not, uh, you know, I've, I see and hear people saying give, large amounts. No, no sometimes if you don't have a large amount, maybe you have a dollar, that's a, that's still an offering. And the woman at the well gave a, what they called, they called, they refer to it today as a widow's might. And the Lord blessed her compared to everyone else that was given, uh, you know, and so we give according to what we have and the Bible teaches that. Well, let's go on. The word of the Lord came to Abram. The word of the Lord found him where he was. There was no GPS system to find him. You know, like your phone. Some of you have phones and some of you have apps on your phone to locate your phone. And some of you have apps on your children's phone, which is good, you know, to locate your child or locate that phone, as well as you may have it even on your spouses because you guys consented to doing that. And, and that's that's cool, you know, so that you can keep track of where each other is and um, for health, safety reasons and different things. But there was no GPS then. Uh, there was no satellite positioning instruments at all. The word of God 
was there and it will find you. The word of God will find you right where you are, no matter what. As a child and other times, we played hide and seek. You remember playing that game, hide and seek, you know, as a kid. And some of you have played it as adults. But listen, um, and we may have not been found. Some purposely was found. Some purposely hid in the convenient. But listen, he will find you with his word. God will also wait until you go to sleep and peel back that cranium. Mm -hmm. Not literally, but you know what I mean. He'll peel things back. All of your securities, your music. You know, some people like to sleep with music on. And, and I, I sleep listening to Bible Gateway. You know, sometimes I, I go to listen to some, some gospel music. I want my mind to be on the Lord even when I'm asleep. Because subconsciously or, you know, we we are constantly receiving until we really shut down. And it's rare that we actually are able to just shut it down. It, when you wake up, said, oh, there's something I got to do. That's because you didn't really shut it down. Uh, you, you knew there was something pending. So we, we have all these securities, music, TV, even the person next to you. You know, you feel safe and secure, but God knows how to reach down and get you, talk to you. Um, even in in those situations, it don't take long for him to speak and to say something to get your attention. You can be resting. You could be curled up. You could be spooning. Went to sleep. Everything seemed cool. Both of y'all went to sleep and God speaking to you. Another person never know it until they see the response and they know something has happened. Job 33, 15, beginning at the 15th verse, it says, In a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falleth upon men, in slumbering upon the bed, then he openeth the ears of men and sealeth their instructions that he may withdraw from man from his purpose and hide pride from him. See, God knows how to humble us when we sleep. God knows how to deal with us. Now, some people, you, you might have witnessed to somebody or uh, someone may be sitting there listening to the service or, uh, you know, and they, they doing their best to resist and openly you see it that they fighting. And sometimes it's because God is dealing with them or have dealt with them. Mm -hmm. And because he is, because, excuse me, because he is dealing with them, you know, let God deal with that person. There was a time in my life I said, I'm, I'm never going to church. I said, I'm not going to church. Nope. Um, I'm done with that. You know, and this was some ages ago. And so, and I I would not, I was not reading my Bible or nothing. I, nope, no, church was just not, it is happening, Captain. It's not going to happen. At least that's what I was saying. Well, someone was praying for me. Certainly my children would go to church and say, remember my father, remember my dad in prayer. And when they saw their hands go up, everybody in the audience knew what they was, what they were getting ready to request prayer for. 
And I was a workaholic. I was a functioning dependent. I was a functioning dependent. Now, those that have, are functioning dependents or have been there know exactly what I'm talking about. It don't stop you from going to work. You could be, you could self-sedate and still go to work, do your job effectively and everything. I was there, you know, in my youthfulness. And, but the prayers of the saints, the prayers of the saints was, was tracking me down. <laughs> I'll put it that way. Yes, I I found myself afraid to go to sleep at night. I wouldn't go to sleep. I was terrified. I was scared. Big and bad as I was or thought I was. And one thing is, is that I was scared to close my eyes until I heard the pitter patter of feet coming upstairs to come in the house at that time. And so um, I would have my Bible out and open. And when I heard uh, them coming in at that time, I, I would close my Bible and slide in into bed and pretend like I was asleep. So I know what it's like for God to, to, to shake you up, shake up the very foundation and the pastor uh, my pastor has has gone on to be with the Lord, but prior to her demise, in the years that I was with, um, under the leadership of Overseer Blanche Irvin, and she taught us very early. She said, "Learn to to hate the evil and to love the good." And so she would see me, and she asked me. She said, um, "Are you gonna? When are you gonna come to service?" I said, well, you know, I'm working. I can. I was working weekends. Well, that didn't last too long because about a month later, I was one of the first people to uh, be off on weekends where that was not a normal uh, thing as far as my work. And so weekends was not an excuse any longer. And um, the Lord really got my attention. And we won't spend time with that tonight, but he got my attention. So I know what it's like, what it means for God to to get someone's attention. And it doesn't seem like that he's dealing with them. When he is. So don't stop praying. Don't stop fasting. Don't stop living a saved life because the one that you're living as you live you're living the bible said a sanctified wife sanctifies a husband and a sanctified husband sanctifies a wife needless to say that your children are covered so by you living a living that life makes the difference in the home and so here it is, my children was going to church and, and requesting prayer uh, constantly and not knowing that God had troubled the water of my soul through their prayers. And women became the first brotherhood president of a small church that was growing and then became a, a deacon became the assistant head deacon, became a, 
the associate minister became an evangelist and uh, of the church ministry uh, sat on the executive board overseeing churches for about 10 years as well uh, all through those prayers what i was running i was actually running to and didn't know thought i was running from him found out i was running to him and here we are today talking about god and so abram learned he learned that he could talk to the lord he learned that god was his protection even when situation appeared to be volatile explosive unstable when he felt vulnerable because he felt that way he felt weak and he felt helpless that's why he uh told pharaoh told pharaoh what he did not realizing that god is still your protection so when we feel vulnerable and there are times that you might feel weak He is your protection. He's your shield. He's your defender. Abram learned that he could talk to God. Uh, do you know this evening that you can talk to God? Not just about God, but you can talk to him because you have a relationship with him. You know, there, there's a time to listen and there's a time to talk. Ecclesiastes 3 and 7 says, a time to rend, a time to sow, a time to keep silent, and a time to speak. So yes, you can talk to God. Matter of fact, God encourages conversation. Luke 18 and one, and he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray, not to faint. So let's talk to God. What is it that you need to talk to him about? I want to encourage you that when you talk to him, talk to him about you. Talk to him about your life. Talk to him about how and what you want to be, what you want to do for him. You know, one of the things I, I encourage the saints at, at Cornerstone is that uh, you don't have to ask for things. Talk to him and honor him as being sovereign. And from what I've experienced and from what I've seen, things will come. You don't have to. You know, we'll, we'll get more into that. But listen, talk to him about that relationship. Nurture the relationship. And, and it makes a difference because your decision is based upon that relationship, what you do and will not do. Um, financially, what you will and will not do physically, what you will and will not do emotionally, what you will and will not do with another person is based upon the relationship with God. And so, you know, it, it governs our actions, it governs our well-being, and, and God is involved in everything. And as we read the scriptures and as we have read, uh, the Lord blessed Abram. Abram was not a poor person. He's able to bless others, and he did help others with what he had. And so we're in the position, or God places us in a position where we can be of help, whether it's physical, whether it's financial or emotional, we're able to be a help to someone else because God has the relationship that we have nurtured with the Lord. He gives us insight.
of how to help a person. Now, the fourth verse says, And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, This shall not be thine heir, but he that shall come forth out of thy own bowels shall be thine heir. So the Lord is telling them that, look, you're concerned. Now, I love going all the way back to, I believe it's the end of the 11th chapter of Genesis, where the Bible talks about uh, the Lord uh, telling Abram to leave the land of the Chaldeans, get out from among your family. And so Abram left with his wife, Sarah. And the Bible is, is, is clear. It says right there, and she was barren. She didn't have a child. So points that out very early that this is a concern. This is something to, to, to focus on. The word of the Lord came to him saying, thou shall not, uh, this, this person that's in your house, is not going to be uh, this person from the land of Damascus. It's not going to be your heir, but it's going to come forth out of your own uh, bowels. And he brought him forth abroad and said, look now toward the heavens. I want you to look up. Maybe it'd be good if when you leave from work or when you get up, uh, you know, or as the sky begin to change, look up, look up at the possibilities. Look at them. He couldn't reach up and touch the stars, but he could see them. God created a possibility in his mind right there. Now look toward the heaven and tell the stars, if thou be able to number them. And he said unto him, so shall thy seed be. Our thinking governs our actions. The word of the Lord came to him. God addressed Abram's childlessness, encouraged him to, with another vision, a natural illustration. Lift up your head, look at the stars, count them. This is much larger than any of us can imagine. And so it is not just with Abram, it's with you. The great testimony is you. We're living epistles. Your children is reading us. Your spouse is reading us. Others around us is reading you and how you conduct yourself and how you, pro they're, they're reading you. It makes a difference. We can read about Abram, and that's good. That's good. He's an example. He's an example that says, well, God did that for him. He'll do it for me. And that is the word of God. That's the word of God. These are examples of what we, of what we can or what we should and what we should not do. And the Bible said he believed in the Lord, and he counted it to him for righteousness. And he said unto him, I am the Lord that brought you out of the out of Ur of the Chaldeans to give this land to inherit it. I brought you out. I delivered you from the womb that you was in. They may have thought it was an accident because they were having fun on the back seat in the in the room, wherever they were, you know, whatever they were doing, and here we are. Here we are. It may have seemed like it was unintentional, but God doesn't make mistakes. 
the enemy would want you to believe that it was a mistake, but God doesn't, he doesn't make mistakes. And he knows how to use everything to the full purpose of his will getting done. I'm going to stop right there. I told you I won't be long this evening. Certainly thank God for his word. That That is Genesis 15, 1 through 7 that, that we've been talking about on this Wednesday evening. Lift up your heads. Lift up your head. I want to encourage you, if you're looking for a church home growth ministry, I want to invite you to join us, to grow with us, and certainly be blessed with us. Uh, our contact page is on connectingtruth.org. Again, that is connectingtruth.org. If you have a prayer request, if you have a question about the scripture or, or something that you've heard, um, let us know. And certainly I will address any question. I'm going to address it openly. And um, unless it's something personal that, you know, then you have to let me know that. Uh, maybe you want to share a testimony of what God has done for you. Someone was was reading the um, uh the Lion and Bob Ward, one of the books that has been published for the support of this ministry. And they were blessed and they began to talk about their testimony of how uh, they were losing faith and the Lord and the Lord blessed them and they've been restored. They've been restored in their faith and how they were blessed. Maybe you have a testimony that you want to share. Your prayer will be responded to and questions will be answered. And certainly we would love to hear from you. God bless you. Lord, say the same. Be back on Saturday morning at uh, 8 a.m. talking about our finances and the Bible, what the Bible says about us and being good stewards. We can all be better. You know, I heard a young lady that graduated Cal Poly Pomona and she was asked a question and I'd love her response said that once you have done your best and things didn't go where you wanted to go, what do you do? And she said, do better. So I, I, I like what she said. I've never forgotten that because I, I believe what she said was true and we could all do better. So let, let's do that. Let's do better in the Lord. God bless you. Continue to pray for me as I am praying for you. And with that being said, Father, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your grace and for watching over and keeping us throughout this day. Lord God, and those that will be listening later, Lord God, ask that you would bless them to receive your word. Lord God, we'll continue to give you praise and to give you glory. Continue to testify of your goodness. In Jesus' name, amen.